Hey guys. It's Thursdays with the Wild Man. What's up, Perry? Woo woo. Just got done walking, feeling great. How's Jen Buff? I am doing real good. I started a new job. I'm getting in the mix of it. But you just said walking. Oh, snap. Did you stick with your goals from last week to give more intentional time to your family? Yes and no. Um, this I, walk I like your honesty. With, yep. This walk was with someone after work. Um, you know, the weather was beautiful yesterday. Sun was shining. Um, today it's a little cloudy, but he's like, Hey, we're going to walk. I'm going to walk. I didn't know if you wanted to walk. And, um, he's on a weight loss journey also and done great. He's lost well over a hundred pounds. And, you know, I'd like to be in the same boat. And I just think, like you said, doing intentional things where maybe my eating hasn't been great, but this little walk is good for me. And it's, it's really 15, 20 minutes right after work. You kind of can release all that 911 stress if you got any and have a nice little conversation and like both days it's funny because both days I was like oh man I really you know I really don't have time and then I walk out to my car and he's like no problem I'm just gonna put my headphones in and then like I walk out I'm like that is a terrible excuse yesterday look at the sunshine and so I like popped out of the car and I was like okay I'm going with you Jay and then right before work today, he's like, it's going to, it's raining. So I'm out. I don't, I'm not that diehard. And I was like, me either. And I didn't bring my rain gear. And so we kind of chuckled about that. And we got outside and he looked up and he's like, it's not really raining. I think I'm going. And I was like, man, I'm going to be going up and down my stairs tonight. I don't think I'm going to. I got my car pulled out of the parking spot, went down six spots. And I'm like, man, I think it's his Friday. So I'm going to go ahead and get back out of my car with went for a mile walk so there you go there you go and look at you guys like being battle buddies like accountability in that moment that really that really helps yeah for sure especially because i thought when i got in the car i was like it makes sense i'll just do it tomorrow like how often do we put things off till tomorrow and then i was like wait i think it's his weekend and I didn't tell him have a good weekend and I won't be able to walk with him. So that's why I got out and we had a little walk and, you know, we'll see each other again probably next Monday. Well, fantastic. I'm glad you got someone to do all of that with. Yeah. So it's, actually you know, speaking of, oh, go ahead. No, you go. So you, you mentioned, you know, like it's nice to have like 15 minutes to like, take that stress of 911 and bring it down a notch and that is actually going to lead right into a perfect conversation the last two weeks we've talked about you know who are you going to get santa or stalin today like when people are dealing with um symptoms of post-traumatic stress like because of the way it changes things in the brain you don't ever know what you're going to get you don't know what the response is going to be um and you know, sometimes that requires, that makes us to walk on eggshells. However, one thing that you and I both talked about that we wanted to make sure we bring to the forefront is to make sure we talk to our listeners about that post-traumatic stress does not just come from veterans. And so I feel like you have a lot to say about that. I mean, I know from what I've learned that, yeah, veteran, like soldiers aren't the only people that have 
combat related stress, but like you see it on a forefront there, there are a lot of other people that have post-traumatic stress. Um, and for those of you that like, don't really know what that is, and you just kind of see it as like flashbacks of war, it's not, it's, it's a disorder that like a person has when they have difficulty recovering from an experience or witnessing a terrifying experience. And Perry, you're probably now, now you have like two different aspects of your life where you see actually even more than that, especially, you know, knowing the things going on in our lives, like Perry, can you go ahead and tell our listeners, are there, there are there soldiers, do only soldiers have PTSD? Absolutely not. I mean, law enforcement, medics, um, just a regular citizen, civilian, if you will, um, that gets in a car accident. Maybe it's a certain intersection or maybe it's as far as a, a medical patient that had, you know, completely healthy and then had a major health event and, you know, they get a pain similar to what that was and they immediately think the worst. And yeah. it's really that, it, like you said, it's deep down in your brain where it just takes something and it triggers that. And it's like, oh my gosh, is that pain again? Oh my gosh. And, you know, um, in an instance of a person that I know, you know, we were, we're at the doctor and he's like, you know, it, it's, it's going to be like this. You have a pain and you're immediately going to think, Oh my God, it's that again. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just that that's a form of PTSD and it might not ever go away, but can a lot of that same thing. The doctor says it's, it's the serenity prayer. Control what you control control on control what you can control and then accept the other things that you can't control. Um, oh, I, I know that. even like an accident, at, going back to your old stopping grounds, um, Tristan played summer basketball league. I was working third shift at 911. You know, it's a high stress job. There's PTSD in 911 mm-hmm. where you take a call and you're experiencing that first. You're experiencing it, that medical issue or that heroin overdose or that check the welfare of, you know, suicidal ideations or something that the 911 operator actually gets the first push from the caller on that before the first officer arrives on scene and secures the scene, before the first medic gets there to transport them or to administer um, CPR. We start CPR over the phone with phone instructions, and it's a very scientific proven format to get hands on the chest and start saving a life immediately and and another perfect example of taking a call and possibly having it trigger you lucky for me at 911 knock on wood i haven't had any major things that i haven't been able to deal with that has stricken has you know struck up that feeling but i remember a few years ago when i had just started we had a guy take off a little bit too much of work. He no longer works at 911, but man, he said he would get in the, just walking in the door and going to the computer position, like his heart would race, his anxiety level increase. And he's like, man, I can't do this. Like, you know, you get the sweat 
all kinds of things that that just like veterans do from you know like i remember in iraq you remember the uh cooler doors they've like made that perfect sound if they sound like kind of like a, uh, like a, and it's like it, you feel it like your hair stands up on your neck uh, like you think mortar attack you yes. duck your head a little bit like you know those are the little things that that we can relate with but it, it really is the more and more science that comes out there the more and more that you'll see that that ptsd is for veterans or not just from uh, officer involved shooting or not just involved on a emt that's working on a gunshot victim you know there's it doesn't have to be that super big of an event to necessarily have these ptsd feelings and have that uh, um you know deep deep down in your brain you're always going to have that triggered mechanism Right. I mean, it's not about measuring the event. It's about measuring the results of the event. So it doesn't always come in the form of um, sounds and reactions and then like coming into the workplace and sweating. Right. You know, like people who have been victims of rape or sexual assault or maybe in a horrible car accident or witness something come uh, something else terrible like those people or or maybe even losing someone to cancer or something like that like everyone's totally different and so it really just depends on the circumstances as to how it's going to affect someone and then it is how does it resonate in them because it's not always going to resonate as flashbacks you know um yeah exactly and that was what i was i didn't shockingly enough i didn't complete a full thought when I said your old stopping ground. No, we I got it. To, oh, sorry. We were driving home from, we were driving home from Lincoln Summer League and Krista was driving and I worked third shift. So I was napping on the way home so I could go into work approximately an hour or two after we got home. And I was laid back in the passenger seat and um, the guy T-boned us right in my armpit, right on that, that anchor in your car. And so it truthfully, it is very hard for me to take a nap in that same position, even though we don't have the car, just in that same position, because I automatically think anytime she tops the brake, something like, I like get ready for the, the initial impact, you know, and it's wild that that's deep down, but that's like, you know, in a dead sleep, if I feel a break or whatever, it's like, Oh, we're, you know, right. T-bone. <laughs> and that's wild, but that's just another instance right um, like you said a major accident and and then one thing <clears throat> that i think it's important you know for those of you listening and maybe you are thinking maybe someone might or might not have post-traumatic stress like let's also keep in mind that it it doesn't completely always come in the form of flashbacks or jumpiness or like um being anxious so take for or night sweats or anything like that like so let's take for example you know you have someone who was sexually assaulted or raped then there's they have difficulty trusting people so much to the extent where they're not able to trust people at work. They're not able, they, they lose sleep thinking about it. Like that could, that is post-traumatic stress too. It's not measured on this um, 
scale of, or maybe it is, I don't know, like in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, there's the scale of like autism, right? There's low functioning, high functioning, nonverbal, verbal, like post-traumatic stress. Like, I don't even know if it can be measured on a scale. I just feel like there shouldn't even be measurement for it. Right. It's just, it is what it is. There are so many different symptoms. And I, I just really hope that with our conversation today, people will understand that post-traumatic stress is not just for veterans or um, people that work with 911 or people that have been assaulted or raped or in an accident like this is a fine this is a disorder that like it just depends on how experiences come to you and how you how you deal with them it knows no stranger right it's not yeah creed race sexual orientation it, it, it's none of that it's the most unbiased thing and could happen to anyone at any time and it doesn't mean that that happy person walking down the street isn't dealing with it it also doesn't mean the person that's kept to himself um you know a very an introvert and just doesn't generally like to talk to people doesn't mean that they have ptsd it's it really there's no way to define it as you know clear cut I think. yeah and it's i exactly what you're saying I, and I, I think that that was such a profound statement that you made that like, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't just go for 911. It's, it's, it's not a vicious animal, right? Like it doesn't go for people. It doesn't discriminate. It's just like any mental health thing. This is life. And actually that is exactly what we wanted to put out there for everyone to know like what is post-traumatic stress and who has it because we we not only so as we go on from here on the next show we're gonna we're gonna talk more about um like does it go away how can you heal from it how can you cope with it which becomes a difficult topic especially i mean especially for not especially but for perry and i it is a difficult topic. We're still in this midst of post-traumatic growth and dealing with our post-traumatic stress. But one thing I will say is that um, it is something to be said that this is a topic that needs to be talked about more because there are so many stigmas around it and we will continue to talk about it. And I hope that for any misconceptions there are out there about you know, whether it's just veterans or, or flashbacks. I mean, even watching a show I'm binging right now, Grey's Anatomy, the only times that they depict one of the characters, two of them, their post-traumatic stress, it's only depicted in flashbacks. And that is just, it, it's irrelevant. And then that ends up causing these stigmas we have in society and I feel well, like coping mechanisms you think about it everybody copes with it differently also mm-hmm. where something that might work for me doesn't necessarily work for you right like you're probably like get some relief from cooking <laughs> yeah I like to cook even if it's chicken Caesar pasta salad Ryan Hobbs. oh my gosh you were amazing at that 
And he thought it was going to be a bad night of Perry food. Oh, my goodness. So I feel like that is the perfect way to wrap up this call, Perry. Can you give a quick cooking class to our listeners on how to make some amazing, delicious Caesar salad, like, in five minutes? In five minutes. Get a pan, brown your chicken, boil your pasta, separate all of your dishes, have your romaine lettuce your Parmesan cheese, your croutons, chunk your chicken up. And then the key is to get that freezer bag out, a good gallon-sized freezer bag, and put a handful of lettuce, a handful of pasta, and some two tablespoons of Caesar salad. Shake it all up, put it on a plate, and then garnish with bacon bits, croutons, and a little Parmesan cheese. Like the most amazing Caesar salad I have ever had, folks. Rewind that, write it down, tell your mama, tell your cousin, tell your sister. It is so good. Perry, thank you for coming on today. And I will see you next week as we continue the conversation. Although there was one more thing I wanted to say to our listeners that I was about to say earlier. For those of you that is listening and continues to follow uh, the wild man and I, I want you to know that, like, uh, what should we expect from you, Jennifer and Perry? Well, we're not always going to be talking about post-traumatic stress, right? We're not always going to be talking about military-related things. But this is where we take off. This is where we come from. And this is where we go from here. So, Perry, wild man, deuces. Deuces.